Welcome back. Hour number two of our final day on Radio Row here at the L.A. Convention Center. And we are uh, so glad you're a part of the program. Good, good stuff. First hour of the program is kind of giving you the wrap-up and uh, as to what's been uh, what's been going on and what's transpired in the last 24 hours since uh, you and I had a chance to chat again. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Newmel Medical Center, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders as well. They have locations in Green Bay and in Milwaukee. If you are uh, sluggish, if you're moody, they can help you out. Could be low T. If you have ED, erectile dysfunction, they can help you out. 98% success rate there. But... As uh, I'm going to do heavily once I get back after eating all this gourmet food, uh, the all-in-one weight loss program, man, it works. And with T-shirt season right around the corner, you bet, you bet, better do it. Absolutely, call them, 414-455-4451, Yesterday, uh, I'm standing uh, off to, you know, the side of the table here, and we're sitting there talking, and I feel these hands on my neck, and a guy comes up behind me and says, how you been? And so I turn around, and it's none other than Mike Golick, who we had, had such a great time with uh, down in Miami a couple of years ago, so and really uh, three years ago in LA or in uh, Atlanta. But uh, I had a chance to bring him over to the table, sit him down, and talk about a lot, everything from the Packers season, the way it ended, to what he's got going on. Also, he is going to be on the sideline covering Super Bowl Fifty Six between LA and Cincinnati. He's going to be the sideline reporter. And he's going to be working with none other than Kevin Harlan, who he praises highly. Sit back, relax, take it easy. Here's my conversation with Mike Golick. First of all, you are wasting away. <laughs> the last time you and I saw each other, I was probably about 15 pounds light. No, about 15 pounds heavier, actually. Uh-huh. And, uh, somebody had come running up to me. I told you the story. I'm in the airport. Right. They asked me for my autograph. I signed it. And they looked at me and went, who is this? I said, I'm not Mike Golick. <laughs> and then they proceeded to... MF me. And right, right, right. Went, you know, uh-huh. so, so that was the last time we talked. So other than that, you're looking great, man. You feeling I, good? I, I feel great. I, I really do. You know, I'm, I I finished playing at about 300. I got up to about 320 in a, in a bad way. And, yeah. And I'm now about 240, 235. I'm my high school senior weight. I, I feel great working out a lot, able to work yeah. out. You know, and I ask my wife every now and then when I see an old picture of me, I say, why didn't you tell me I was this fat dude? Yeah. Why didn't you let me? She goes, I didn't think you were. I'm like, how could you not think that's I love, was? Man. You couldn't that's get your love. arms around me. Yeah. So, yeah. But maybe yeah. that's the reason, because you put her arms around you, you were kind of mushy. Maybe. Kind maybe. Of like hugging a futon. I think yeah. what you said, that's love. You know? <laughs> that's yeah. love, man. Yeah. She married me. Her, her so, uh, speaking of your wife, because the last time we yeah. sat down and talked, you were the sidekick. Yes. She was the host. Yes. You know, she was the one that came over because they had that new helmet that they yep. were developing for the peewee uh, football. Right. And she's still doing all of that. Well, right? I'll never forget, um, one day I came home, this is a few, about years ago, half a decade or longer, and she said, you got an email from Roger Goodell. And I said, oh, okay. And I went to the emails, and I looked at it, and I said, Chris, you may want to look at it again. It's to you. She emailed her. That's when they were, uh, you know, the heads-up football right. Uh, that that the NFL was getting involved in as well. Uh, Roger wanted her part of that, and she would travel around the country and do clinics, and you know. And I'm right. like, okay, I guess Roger likes you better than me, you know. Yeah. And so, she, yeah, she's on the board for Pop Warner, and I'm on the board for USA Football. So we're kind of surrounding, you know, youth football. I mean, listen, we 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 wanted to grow again, you know, yeah. after what it, it's all gone through, and so we want to be part back of that grassroots to where football. These are all the next NFL players, right? Right. Every NFL player 
you know, that, that, that's walking around, including my brother Bob that's walking over there. We all played Little League football, right. you know. So, I mean, that's, that, that's what we want to make sure the game is protected there. So, and I'm, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but your son just left ESPN. Yes. So you got your brother Bob walking around. I'm waiting for your son to come walking around. Just like a Golic family I know, reunion. There. I know. Mike will be walking around soon. Bob's walking around. Looks like he's lost, which it wouldn't be shocking because uh, he's, he's way older than me. <laughs> way older than me. Uh, but no, Mike, Mike, Mike had a great run at ESPN and it was his choice to go. They, and, and as I said, he's a 32 year old man. I'm going to let him decide when he wants to tell everybody what he's doing. That's the nice thing I'm saying. In reality, what I'm saying is if I say anything, he'll beat me up. Okay. Because he knows where every operation I had is and he knows how to torque it. Okay. So that's good. How did you like, uh, it was really interesting listening to you working sidelines. That was, you know. When I started doing games for I did a full slate of college, and I probably did about 10 NFL games for Westwood One. So doing two games a week was interesting as well. That's a, that was, right. was fun, though, because I love doing it. So I'm in the booth for all those. And then uh, they asked me, they said, listen, for the Super Bowl, Kurt Warner is going to be in the booth with Kevin Harlan. Will you be like an analyst on the sideline? We don't do a sideline report. Like, be like an analyst. I'm like, yeah, I've never done it, but sure. They said, okay. As the season went on, they said, let's do a practice game. I did the Rams and Tampa Bay right. uh, a divisional game. And it was great. I mean, I don't get to talk as much, and I like to talk. So yeah. that was one downside. But whenever I'm in the booth, I always have binoculars to look on the sideline to, ri- to right. try and lead, read body language. Right. Well, now I'm down there. Yeah. Now I'm standing between you and me. That's the old line. I'm listening to their conversations. Right. I could do that to the D line, the linebackers, the quarterback. I can hear the, the conversations. And get a better feel for what they're talking about and relay that or either report it myself or relay it back right. up to Kurt for him to talk about. So it's, it's kind of cool and I can kind of walk around and I'm going to tell you this right now. I am going to find a way to be on TV. I'm going to get where the camera is. I'm pretty good at going down the field, being behind the defense on the sideline. And if a sideline play is coming, people usually freak out and run. I can tell the angle and know if I'm going to get hit or not. So I just move a little so the play goes right by me so I'll end up being on TV. Yeah, see, either that or the wire guy, the guy that holds that wire for the coach. One of the two. You never really get to talk. You're not really in the play, but yet you're always right there. Either that or I'll just go off for a McVay or, or Taylor a drink. Right. <laughs> hey, um, I, I got to ask you this because you mentioned Kevin Harlan. Obviously, he lives in our area. Yeah. He listens. Uh, he's probably listening now at his house up there in Door County that he loves to go to and talks about the show all the time. Tell me about working with Kevin because you talk about a pro's pro. So good. I, I couldn't have been partnered with a better person to start my career. So I retired in 93. 94, I started doing some some games for ESPN and, and, and a few things, but nothing major. 95 Jaguars come into, into, into the NFL, and they're looking for a, uh, a team to do preseason TV games. And, Kevin, I'm sure that was a no-brainer for me. There was a few people involved, but I got picked to do it. And so that was really my first experience with Kevin and really the nuts and bolts of calling a game. And I remember I was so nervous. Like when the, when the ball kicked, I'll still remember to the, the core memory. The first time the ball was kicked off, Kevin explains the kickoff and the return and then goes silent. And it's my turn to talk. Right. And I must have hesitated about two or three seconds then go, damn, I got to do this. Yeah. You know, and and I just started and I mean, been doing it since 95, 94, 95. But working with him, I, I ask questions. It's the one thing I've always been because I wasn't a great player. 
but I'm coachable. I studied film. I made sure I knew everything, and I asked questions. Yeah. And I did of Kevin, and he was phenomenal, one of yeah. the best I've worked with. Uh, so you work with Kevin. He does the preseason for, yes, for right. Green Bay. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I cover the Packers and work with the Packers broadcast for years and years and years. Uh, give me your thoughts on the way that season ended for them. It, it, it you know, kind of like Dallas, you say underachieving, right? To be that good in the regular season, to think you should go farther in special teams costing you the way it did, you know, against San Francisco. I I, I thought this team, I thought the defense was playing better. Obviously, you have great weapons. You you, you know, the one-two punch now with Dylan. It wasn't just Aaron Jones. I thought this team was going to make a legitimate, really a legitimate run. So it's it's a bit of a head-scratcher to me when they fall short. Right. And the way they did to not be able to score, which which was stunning, with how good you know Aaron and Devontae are. Uh, I, I know you want to talk about your your drink here yeah. in just a second. No I want to get into that just real quick. This game that's cup coming, Joe Burrow, the newcomer, Matthew Stafford's paid his dues right. in Detroit. Uh, you know, as a as a veteran ball player, anytime a veteran has a chance to win, you kind of go into that direction. But Joe Burrow has come on. Joe Mixon has come on. You know what they've done in Cincinnati, finally kind of doing it the right way with a real yes. general manager yes. and such. You know, who you kind of look at in this context? Well, you know, it's two different ways, right? Because you saw the Rams, you know, after they lost the Super Bowl halfway through the next year, they trade for Jalen. Then you get Stafford, you get OBJ, you get Von Miller. Yeah. So they're going year to year. They can't, they push their chips in. Right. And if they win, it paid off. If they don't, it doesn't. Cincinnati, like you mentioned, they, they're building the more conventional way, and it's working. Um, Joe Burrow's the first quarterback to make the Super Bowl after being sacked the most in the NFL. He is going to get hit in this game. He's yeah. going to get sacked in this game. But they win. Nine times he's sacked against Tennessee, and I they know. win. So I never count them out. And they never count themselves out. I think that's one of the big things when they say Joe Burrow has it. They say, what is it? Part of it is, no matter how much you get down, 21-3 to Kansas City, Kansas City. you always say, listen, we can come back. We have a guy yeah. that can bring us back. Stafford, it's amazing to me, people now saying, if Stafford wins this, does that make him a Hall of Famer? Why should this one game do it? I, I, I hate the old quarterback who plays one part of the ball, doesn't play defense or special teams. He's the same quarterback in Detroit. Right. Now he's got a better team around See, him. that's what I said. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is he different than he was in Detroit? He's the same quarterback. Hall of Famers tend to elevate those around them, uh, right? Yes. They not only play great, but they yes. elevate those and come up in big and big moments. And, and he has. Yeah. He, now he's throwing some pick sixes, which can scare you. Put the ball right. that Tart dropped, oh, which gosh, the kid yes. from San Fran will never forget that, unfortunately. Yeah. But... You know, I, I think he's I think doing a hell of a job, and, and I'm amazed at that conversation at times. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's the first thing that came up, and people started asking me, and I said, I don't, I can't. Yeah. I, you know, you can't lose that many games, and, you know, so anyway. Uh, but by the way, you got water. I, I You're do. You're hydrating. I do, and, and this is, and again, I think one of the big things with this is being involved in something Shaq's involved with. I mean, Shaq is a yeah. big, you know, partner. Uh, in this company, Alkaline 88, and, and I've, I've had this water for a while. And what I like about it is everybody says, okay, what's the 88? 88 is 8.8. That's the pH. It's perfectly balanced water. You know, you hear, like, there's a lot of water out there, and you're like, okay, so what's the difference? Ionized water, the taste is incredible, Himalayan rock salt. I mean, all yeah. the this thing that makes it taste great, the biggest thing to me is we all need, you know, water for hydration. It takes less of this to get you back fully hydrated than other water so you don't have to chug way more water than you want just to get hydrated right. this absorbs a lot better because it's perfectly balanced with the ph to absorb so and it tastes fantastic so 
I'm a believer in this. I'm a believer in Shaq. So I, I, I love it. Yeah, if people want to find it or find out more about it, is there a website? AlkalineWaterCo.com. AlkalineWaterCo.com There you go. Is a place to go. Okay. You're all, all right. over it, man. There you I'm go. looking forward to this call in the Super Bowl. Oh, me too. Tell Kevin I said hi because I haven't – He for whatever reason – I switched phones and I lost his number. Yeah. I, I, I usually I'll text him and I just haven't been able to. Right. Tell him we said hi. Yeah. And, uh, love he, to death and yeah, got to get him back in a program. I mentioned that once about you to him and I think it doesn't you know, work. He lost your well, number. Well, he fa- I found out he lived in Door County yeah. and I've been searching for his address ever yeah, since. I I've never been. He I, wants yeah. to. Uh, no. Yeah. I'd, no. I'd give it up. Go. <laughs> Wow, that's the way to end one. <laughs> Michael, it's always a pleasure. Tell your wife right. we said hi. I will. Too. Appreciate I will, it very much. Thank you. Thanks. There you go. That is our good friend. Uh, our good friend, uh, Mike Golick, a good friend of the show, stopped over yesterday and said hello. And uh, this portion of the program, by the way, brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Great to have them as a part of the program. Always good. Always good. And in addition to that, uh, don't forget uh, our friends over there. They uh, also, by the way, have great deals going on right now. Through February 28th, you can even choose up to 24 months, no payments, no interest, or $1,125 off a swinging or sliding patio door. It's that simple. Great stuff from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. You can upgrade your home right now, make it more energy efficient, keep the heat in in the winter, keep the cool in in the summer, all that kind of good stuff, and all the different Pella lines they have to choose from. All carry a limited lifetime warranty and a 10-year installation warranty. They got all kinds of different stuff, luxurious wood, affordable vinyl, sleek, sturdy, impervia. That is 10 times stronger than Fibrex material. So, so many different ways to go and choose from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com, or you can just simply call them and set up that free in-home consultation, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA, P-E-L-L-A, 855-PELLA-WI, and make sure you tell them we sent you. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up. Uh, the next gentleman, he climbed the summits, the top summits all around the world, an inspirational story, one you're going to want to hear that, and by the way, we've got some breaking news regarding the Denver Broncos. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you don't know the name and it's not a household name, understandable. I get it. Joe, you going to come over? Going to join? Absolutely awesome. We'll hear from Mark Pat- Mike Patterson coming up here shortly. Right now, no problem. Right now, a guy that uh, knows the Green Bay Packers extremely well and is a buddy of Mark Murphy. <laughs> Joe Theismann sitting down with you. How you been? I've been great. Good it's to so see good you. good to see you again. Good to see you. I know you expected to be here talking about the home team. Right. Uh, like everybody did, and as a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers, I will say that uh, I, I feel tell the same everybody way. that story. I am. 
I, I, when I saw Murph, uh, Washington and, and Green Bay were playing, I saw Murph, and I said, you know, Green Bay is such an iconic city. I mean, going to the, the, the Hall of Fame there, the stadium, the, the history of the Green Bay Packers, I said, I'd love to own a piece of that. He said, well, we've got a new offering coming out. We're expanding the stadium, mm-hmm. and we're going to sell some more shares. I said, I'll take it. So I got my 100, like 129 bucks, and I, <laughs> I, got, I got myself a share. So I'm a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers. You, uh, we and, were in New York uh, when you and I first got together, and you were so happy to tell us that story. Yeah. And you said, you, know, you leaned over, and you grabbed my arm, and you said, you know what's sitting above my desk? What's right behind me? I'm, I'm I'm thinking, you know, a picture of your leg. I, you know, I have no idea. Put that put away. <laughs> right. Put that put away. You know, and uh, I, I, maybe the mounted boot. And I'm like, what? And he said, I'm a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And, which was really cool. It was. It's exciting. I, I love yeah. I love the history of this game. Yeah. I love so much about it. And it's like, you know, obviously Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback that ever played. But we can't forget that Otto Graham had nine championships in Cleveland. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and we were laughing at, you know, Tom has seven. Well, there's there's four Joes that have seven total as well. Really? So, you know, yeah. the Joes versus Tom, I guess right. you could say, when it comes to championships. And with, with, with Brady retiring, give me your thoughts on we Brady's. Think, yeah, we think. Give me your thoughts on Brady's career. I, I think it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, the, one, the reason why I say he's the greatest is because if you look at New England, just as an example, how many different combinations of people did Tom play with mm-hmm. and they still won a championship? Right. There, were, there were two constants in New England. There was Bill Belichick and there was Tom Brady. How many? Somebody. I wish somebody would do this, and maybe there's some brainiacs out there that'll take the time to do it that love to work sure. with numbers. How many running back combinations did Tom play with in New England? How many wide receiver combinations? How many offensive line combinations? Yeah. You know, how many different? Just on that side of the ball, and, and yet they managed to win and win and win, and he managed to put his team in positions to be able to win and win and win. When you break down Tom's championships, uh, Adam Vinatieri kick field goals for the first three right then you had malcolm butler intercept a pass then you had julian edelman make an incredible catch right then you had steven guskowski kick another field goal so i mean it, it, but tom put that team in a position to be able to win i think the thing that i respect and love so much about him was his preparation and his discipline yeah and, and his approach to the game he left no stone unturned there wasn't anything you could do on the other side of the ball that tom couldn't anticipate or would anticipate yeah I, I I talk all the time when I, I was never a big fan of the way Dindamakan Sue played, and then he goes to Tampa Bay, and all of a sudden everything just kind of falls into place. And then you hear this interview that he did after the Super Bowl, and he said, you know, it was different because Brady called everybody the night before and said, here's where your focus is. Here's what you need to do. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, it's, he, he'd been there, but it was also what guy calls everybody on his team? Tom does. You, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's, those are There's the things that's... the intangible, yeah. Absolutely. There, it's, what people see so often is not necessarily the full picture of what a particular individual is. But if, you, if it's important to you, you're going to do everything you can to make sure that everybody that's invested is involved. Yeah. And that's what Tom did. You know, it wasn't a coach calling it. It's different if a coach calls up. Right. Said, you know, you know what's at stake tomorrow. You know, we have to do. Tom says, look, this is this is it. This this is our opportunity. It's look at Matthew Stafford. Right. This is actually it's this is bigger than Matthew Stafford. This is the Rams because the Rams went all in on Matthew. Right. So right. it's it's bigger than Matthew. Yep. Um, and, and the Rams are where they expected to be and they expect to win the championship. Right. Because they brought Matthew in to do that. 
I think the Minnesota Vikings, the only team I can think of that did this a few years back was the Minnesota Vikings when they went and got Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins yeah. When they made that deal for him. Right. They felt like that was the missing piece. And obviously the Rams, you know, I mean, they got here with Jared Goff. Right. And See, I tell people that. They, yeah, they got here with Jared Goff. Now they're here again with Matthew Stafford, yeah. which, interesting, speaks volumes, I think, for, for Sean McVay and, and his staff. And, of course, Kevin O'Connell is going to go on and coach the Vikings after this, yeah. their offensive coordinator. And, you know, I call these guys the young guns. You know, they're the mid-30 guys mm-hmm. now. Sean McVay and, you know, Zach's another one. Yeah. Zach, Zach Taylor, coach of the Bengals. And you've got Matt LaFleur. Up, yeah, up Shanahan. And, and you know, the other thing, too, is I, I want to I uh, say this to everybody who are Packer fans. Um Congratulations to Aaron Rodgers to win the MVP again. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest pure passer that this game has ever seen. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers would make a mistake leaving Green Bay uh, unless he can take Devontae Adams with him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, and I, which I don't see happening. Uh, I, I think that Aaron um, should be a Green Bay Packer. He should finish his career that way. Now, Joe Montana didn't. Right. Joe finished in Kansas City. Joe Namath finished in Los Angeles. You know, Marcus Allen finished it. You know, the greats of this game have yeah. gone on. I think that Green Bay is the perfect place for Aaron Rodgers. I believe that the issues will be worked out. Now, here's the other thing that us as shareholders have to understand, right. okay? Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers was asking for $107 million for two years. That's $50 million a year plus. Yeah. If there is a $50 million quarterback in the National Football League, in my opinion, it is Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He's worth every penny. Because he is the difference maker in what they want to do. Because he has the ability that very few people have. He is like Michael Vick in regard. You can't practice against him. Mm -hmm. Because the way he throws the football, it gets there before anybody you have on your scout team can throw the football so that your DBs can react accordingly. And he has a very uncanny nature. And, you know, we talk about Joe Burrow and and the swagger that he has. Nobody has more swagger than than Aaron. Right. You know, and, and... I, I'm not sure what he's auditioning for. Maybe it's a Tarzan movie with his hair. I'm trying to figure it out right now. I was I was watching him last well, night. He said I'm that thinking, there's where's back, the next one? Back in the day, there was an area called Van Nuys yeah. that did a lot of movies. Yeah. we'll say. Yeah, he looked like he was right off of the set. I think he's working. I, yeah, but but to me on the other hand, I my hair was wasn't that long, but I let right. my hair ground go yeah. down to my shoulders. Right, but uh, it was and. Um, the issue with Rodgers staying or leaving, though, and I know we got to wrap it up because you got a minute, but it, it really comes down to money and what they can afford. They're so far over the salary cap. But he's, but he's on he's on hook for forty six five now. Right? Why not redo it? That's exactly uh, to me, what the to talk me, is. To me, I think I think he's I think he's got three really good years left. Yeah. You can invest three years. Can you work? Can you work the deal to create three years of opportunity? Right. And then what you do is just back. Maybe I don't know the the way the capologists work, but is there a way to work it so that? You know, a, a percentage of it is bonused and can be paid out. Right. How does the cap work? But if anybody's worth that kind of money, he certainly is. And yeah. like I said, you're darn close anyway right. with where you are on a cap number. Sure. Uh, you guarantee him the money and see what he wants to do. Yeah. Because if he goes someplace else, there's a learning curve. I completely and, and, agree. And who's going to be around you? Right. I, I don't. Tom Brady was in a unique situation. He chose the right team with the right personnel in the right situation. Okay, I don't know if there's a team out there. Could have been the Rams, right? But they're set. Yep. That's the only other team I could think of that he would go to and say, you know, I can, I can be the difference maker. 
But I, anyway. I agree. Hey, yep. it's always great. Man, great to, great always to see you. Great so. to Thank talk you. to you. By the way, I like the Rams 24-21. And we get a prediction, too. Look at that. How about that? <laughs> Joe, have great a great day, everybody. buddy. Talk Bye-bye. to you soon. The great Joe Theismann joining us here on Radio Row at the table. And uh, just, you know, it's, it's one of those things where years ago, and, and that's why I mentioned New York, Years ago, we're sitting at the table, and we have our, our stuff up, and we're sitting here talking about the Packers, and, and Ronnie Lott had come over, and I told this story a thousand times, and there's Leroy Butler, and, uh, and you know, we're, we're talking Green Bay. And this guy stops and goes, what? And I look up, and it's Joe Theismann. And he says, I'm coming over. Okay. So after I get done talking to Ronnie Lott, get done talking to Leroy, we go to commercial break. Guy comes over. Sits down. Here's Joe Theismann sitting in front of me. And uh, he's like, you know what? And he starts to just talk. And that's exactly what you just got. But he is emphatic, uh, you know, both on the air and off the air when we had chatted a little bit earlier. I didn't know if we'd get him. Honestly, I didn't think he was going to come over. But he wanted to make a he, – he made – he's now over doing TV. And he was scheduled to do TV 10 minutes ago. But he made it a point to come over and sit down because, he, he, first of all, he just loves Green Bay and loves the Packers. But we, we've developed a little bit of a friendship. And – he just wanted to come over and sit down and tell the world, don't don't give up on this guy. If there's a place he needs to stay, it's Green Bay, and don't give up on this guy. And he, he was emphatic both on the air and off. He believes Aaron Rodgers technically, not decorated, but technically is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. And he just, he, he so desperately wants him to stay in Green Bay. Anyway, I digress. That, terrific uh, of Joe Theismann to come over and sit. Just out of nowhere, Joe Theismann comes over and sits down. Good, good stuff. Uh, we'll get back at it. Uh, Mark Patterson, who uh, has climbed mountains all over the world, has uh, finally completed the seven summits within 10 years. We can hear that inspiring story and so much more. And you never know who's going to stop by. We're broadcasting live here in L.A., live from Radio Row. That's where you can find us in this portion of the program. Got to say thanks to the gang at MKE Brewing, Milwaukee Brewing, Dave Hawk and the whole staff and John McCabe and everybody, Jim McCabe and everybody, they do such a great job down there. They're fantastic people. we got to get our own uh, Bill Michaels uh, show, Craft Brew. I'll tell you that right now. But we need that. Good stuff down there. Also, our friends from Wabam. Go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam, W-A-B-A-M, getwabam.com, getwabam.com, industrial, janitorial, cleaning stuff for your cars, ceramics, polishes, you name it, they've got it. Go to getwabam.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. How we look, and we are broadcasting live. We're at the LA Convention Center. LA Convention Center. And uh, you know what? Where's the camera over here? Kind of pan it around. For those of you that are uh, watching on the Bud Light live stream, uh, and we always encourage you, uh, so many ways to pay attention. And please, if you could, if you could, please subscribe uh, over on YouTube. It's free. Uh, Please subscribe on the YouTube channel. You can watch us there uh, whenever you want. You you know, you can always hear the podcasts, which are uh, podcast live in L.A. Part two uh, aired yesterday. So if you want to find the podcast, you can. I can always retweet it and do that for you as well. But uh, just to kind of give you a look, for those that are, you know, kind of watching on the Bud Light live stream, you know, just kind of panning around and showing you all that uh, is going on. Now, over here, 
And uh, that's the uh, Pat McAfee set, which his show is going on right now. And uh, all the way to the back. All the way to the back. Look at all the different stations. Now, it'll really be crowded in here in just a little bit. Jerry Rice is on site. Sean Payton is on site. You've got uh, tons of people that are uh, going to be traipsing through here today. Today is really the kind of the big day because most of the players really kind of arrive today. And uh, then they work through the uh, a little bit of the weekend. They go to one of the big parties uh, coming up tonight. Uh, that is the Fox Sports Radio set. That's the NFL set right there. Then you've got the actual NFL iHeart set over there for iHeart for, for uh, the NFL on iHeart. So plenty of things to take a look at regarding uh, Super Bowl 56. There you go. So for those watching on the Butler live stream, you got a good look at it. Then, for those of you taking a listen to the program, yesterday a gentleman named Mike Patterson uh, came around. And we've seen Mike before. He was down in Miami a couple of years ago with us. We had a chance to ch- uh, sit down and chat with him. But at the time, he was, was going to complete his last ascent. And that was onto the summit of Mount Everest. He uh, has now climbed every major mountain in the world. And did it in, through some incredible, incredible conditions. It's just an amazing story. And I wanted to bring this to you just to deviate away from football a little bit. But Mike Patterson, uh, who has uh, climbed all the summits, uh, the major summits in the world, we had a chance to sit down and chat with him. Take a listen to his story. First of all, how you been? Good. It's been a yeah. couple of years, right? Yeah. Uh, we talked. I, when I saw you, I recognized you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which yeah. is good. Yeah. Not because of mug shots or, you know, no, like your car in a parking lot or anything. 2019. Yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta, right. Yeah. Okay. That's where so we, were. we weren't in Miami. Uh, no, it was Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We, was, Atlanta was a good time. Yeah. Big convention center. That I remember. Yeah. And uh, they had the real cool thing next to the convention center and then State Farm Arena and the new brand new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And that's when they had opening night and it was opening night. Yeah. You know, not like the virtual stuff now and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. How you been since? I've been, things are on fire. Yeah? Yeah. How? Well, I climbed the seven summits. Yeah? I just got done with Mount Everest, you know, which was the seventh, last May 23rd. Right. Um, the NFL came out with a film called Searching for the Summit. Uh, it's up for an Emmy. Okay. Um, that was cool. Um, really well done. Um the, the technology company that helped start five years ago, uh, we took over Sports Illustrated uh, mm-hmm. two years ago now. Uh, we just went public yesterday uh, on the New York Stock Exchange. So, you know, life goes in cycles, and right. I've been through my cycles. I've been down, I've been up, and I seem to be in the upswing right now. You don't have to worry about a mask on top of Mount Everest. Well, you do. You do, which is a different <laughs> kind of mask. Yeah, it's an oxygen <laughs> mask, man. I, I, you know, without that, I wouldn't have survived. You're in the death zone, and it's serious. And, yeah. uh you know, for me to get up there uh, on May 23rd was just a complete class cluster. I uh, woke up. Uh, well, they woke us up late, uh, and that's a whole other story, but they did. And so we had only about 20 minutes to to get ready, which is no time to get ready, especially when you're on that mountain at 26,500 feet. Um, there was a strong wind blowing 45 to 50 miles per hour um, with a bunch of ice pellets. Sliced my eye, and oh, I wow. went snow blind within the first 45 minutes. Uh, I was out there 18 hours. I ran out of oxygen. Uh, my Sherpa left me. Um, I hadn't eaten. Wait, wait, the Sherpa left, why? Uh, he was just eager to get back down the mountain. This is after we'd summited. Oh, okay. Yep, so it was just, you know, like if all the things could have gone wrong for me, they went wrong, and uh, I was out there 18 hours, and I'm not a big endurance guy in that way. And yeah. so, um, you know, through 
just a lot of good determination and a serious amount of training I had done really the past two years because I was supposed to go over to Mount Everest in 2020. Yeah. And uh, then the world, of course, shut down due to COVID. And so everything got pushed out. So, you know, I just had to, like, double down on my workouts and everything else I was doing. Was that the most satisfying or worst experience? Uh, I, that's a great question. I've never been asked that question before. I think it was satisfying in the standpoint of it took really 10 years to accomplish seven mountains. Um, 2020, as we talked about, COVID shut the world down. 2017, I was on Mount uh, uh, Denali up in Alaska, and we ran into minus 80-degree uh, weather, and so we got pushed back on that one. And so, you know, life doesn't always go according to plan, and that's what happened. The short term, when I was up there, it was brutal. I lost 25 pounds, and, you know, as you can see, I don't have that much to lose. That's right. And uh, that was a lot. It really depleted everything about, you know, me and, again, trying to get off that mountain. Um, but, you know, as I look back today, uh, um, you know, we're, we're all, what, nine months later, and the satisfaction of having put a big-ass goal out there almost 10 years ago and yeah. accomplished those things, you know, that's the thing that's very satisfying. The, uh, the mountain that is, they're all memorable, but was it the first one for the first challenge of doing this because this was the first step in accomplishment, or was it excitement, adrenaline, all the above? Is that the best? Is that the one that's... That, that that is I don't want to say the most memorable but or favorite but it's kind of like the first one set the stage for the rest it did in some ways you know because or was that do you consider it like the practice run for the rest of them you know what I mean well you know look there there's a lot that goes into it and it was it was really like the first time that I had gone you know I was going through a bad time I was going through a divorce you know yeah. it was it's just life through a transition in that sure. point um, first time I was going to Tanzania, started off with Kilimanjaro. Um, there, was a, there was a lot in the arc of this last nine, ten-year journey that I had to learn. You don't go from Little League to the NFL in one jump. And so for me, you know, I think the most fat satisfying for sure was Mount Everest. You're up there longer than all the other mountains. You know, Kilimanjaro, you were talking 10, 15 days, you're down in, in Tanzania. Um, when you're on Mount Everest, two months. You're going up and you're going down. You're going up and you're going down. You're living at 17,500 feet. You're waiting for that jet stream blowing over 200 miles per hour to lift from the dead, uh, death zone, camp for 26,500. And so it's just a big weight game. The danger level goes up exponentially. Um, almost every day we had avalanches coming down on us. Um, you're having to go through the Kumba Icefall. We had people die. Um, my tent mate from uh, 2019, last time I talked to you, um, died on Mount Everest later that year after you and I chatted wow. early um, January and uh, you know it's just not a mountain you play around with and they're all dangerous but that is exponentially way harder. Yeah um, now when somebody passes unless they're within reach you they don't come back right or do they? I stepped over my tent mate from, from Vincent Asif which was down in Antarctica That's what I thought. Uh, this last year yeah. uh, which is a wild thing to do and at the same time you know you're so in your zone about self-preservation of just you know I was at my wits end too and I I was still had a whole you know another round to get back down the mountain it took right. me nine hours to get up nine hours to get down so I mean it's 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 daunting to think about it as we sit here today in Los Angeles yeah to step over dead bodies and how could you do that but it's just so steep and so dangerous and 
and there's just really no way that you can haul anybody off. So right. just let them be. Yeah, no doubt. So I shouldn't complain about the air conditioning being on here today. It's a little bit cold, to be honest with you. Now that I think about it. So uh, I know they're waving at me. you got to get going. But, yeah. man, what, a, what an incredible story. Yeah. And what's the name of the documentary again? Yeah, so so the best place to, to find it, it's called Searching for the Summit. It's on NFL 360. It's up for okay. me. Um, the best place you can find it really is on my, my website, markpattisonnfl.com. And I put some very handy, big red buttons up there. You can just push it, and you can go, and it will take you right to the, to the film. Perfect. You can watch it on your your computer what's next great question i'm uh headed over to france uh this september to climb mount blanc and the matterhorn the famous Matterhorn. okay so that thing is straight up and yeah. uh it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing to hang out in chamonix we'll see you in uh, a year or two and then uh, we'll we'll talk about that well let's hope that uh, we're talking yeah, right <laughs> that, that means good things <laughs> good stuff okay appreciate buddy. it so much thanks for stopping right by Thank as you. always there you go. That's Mark Pattison, and he has climbed all seven summits in a 10-year span. And as you hear his story and you think, man, uh, for the guy that, you know, uh, loved to do it and really struggled, you almost could feel the life and death situation that he was in. And then on top of it, to lose his tent mate and, uh, and literally have to step over his body because you can't bring them down the mountain. Once they die, they die, and they're frozen in time and uh, at that altitude and uh, with that cold. I mean, literally, it's it's like they passed away today. Um, you you don't change. That's that's an amazing, amazing story. Um, man, uh, how, how do you recoup out of that? Hey, by the way, Eric Kramer, the former Bears quarterback, going to be joining us coming up here at the top of the hour. Stay tuned for that. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Milwaukee Admirals. You're looking for some fun. Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. And uh, they are uh, not only fun to watch, they're a damn good hockey team. Damn good hockey team. Got a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, they've got, uh, when, when it comes to their schedule, their promos, they have got some really good concerts still. Night Ranger's actually coming to town. Night Ranger going to be coming to town. So uh, if you're looking for some good stuff and you want to do some really cool things with the family, Night Ranger is coming up. Now, I will say they're on the road this weekend, but then they come back and play Rockford on Wednesday the 16th. Colorado at, uh, at the UW Panther Arena on the 26th. And on the 27th, and uh, then in March, they start to get more and more games at home, including the dreaded Chicago Wolves. Check out MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for all that they have to offer. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Broadcasting live here at uh, Radio Row in L.A. at the L.A. Convention Center. We continue on getting you ready for Super Bowl 56 right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Bengals and the Rams in Super Bowl 56 here at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Kickoff at 5.30 Sunday night. Cincinnati's quarterback Joe Burrow says the Bengals have to be ready for whatever the Rams throw at them. Whatever the game calls for us. For, for, to, for us to win, we're going to go out and do, if we get behind early, you know, we're not going to panic. So, you know, maybe a, a comeback is going to be necessary, but, you know, we'd like to jump out early and kind of control the game. Now, many have called defensive tackle Aaron Donald the best player in the NFL. Donald says the time is now for the Rams to win a Super Bowl. In eight years, I, I accomplished a lot in a short amount of time. And, and one thing that I feel like I'm lacking is, you know, being a world champion. So 
Um, it meant a lot to me. I feel like it'll be um, a goal that I've been chasing and trying to accomplish. And last night at the NFL Honors Awards, Packers safety Leroy Butler learned he'll be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Aaron Rodgers won his fourth career MVP. Head coach Matt LaFleur was in the audience and was asked if he's been keeping in contact with Rodgers. Yeah, absolutely. We, we were in con- communication and um, had a good few days after the season to yeah. sit down and really kind of try to digest the season and um you know just gonna let him go through his process but certainly we're all hopeful to have him back in in green bay and i mean shoot the guy's done so much for so many everybody in that organization everybody in that city and certainly would love to see him retire a packer that's packers head coach matt lafleur in los angeles i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show Welcome back. We are broadcasting live. We're in L.A. We're getting you ready for Super Bowl 56. We're inside the convention center, Radio Row, the uh, fan experience and everything going on as we speak. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, I wanted to get to it, but uh, it's it's breaking, but it's, it's about an hour and a half old. But Dom Capers is back. Nathaniel Hackett, the new head coach of the uh, Denver Broncos, has brought back Dom Capers who spent a year being an advisor to Dan Campbell and his staff over in Detroit and is now taking over as the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. Dom Capers is back. I believe he's an assistant to the defensive coordinator. He's assistant? I thought it said, I thought the uh, the tweet was that he would be the defensive coordinator. No, they were hiring somebody else and he was... Okay, the senior defensive assistant to uh, assist the expected defensive coordinator, uh, Ivro. Okay, Uh, Ian Rappaport reporting that. So there you go. Anyway, but Dom Capers is back, and he's going to be working with the Denver Broncos. I wonder if Dom Capers is being – now, I know everything that goes on in Denver, at least is perceived, the perception is, that it's being geared towards a large push for Aaron Rodgers. I wonder if at all Rodgers thought, I mean, obviously with Dom Capers, they won a championship. Charles Woodson believed in Dom Capers. Not at first, but ultimately he did. I wonder if Rodgers has that, you know, nod to say, hey, it wasn't Dom's fault. It was, the, you know, it was Ted Thompson upstairs putting square pegs in the round holes continu- continuously and not really going for it and not really trying to fill the bill when it came to picking quality talent, defensively speaking. I wonder if it was more the talent than it was the scheme and Dom. And therefore, uh, you know, maybe they know that. And Nathaniel Hackett's like, you know what? Bringing Dom in might not be a bad deal. Another guy that knows Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm not saying that's the reason they're doing it. I'm just saying conspiracy theorists believe that's the reason they're doing it. So just another side note to the the twist that is the Denver Broncos. I I will say this, and I've said it before. I don't know what Rodgers is going to do. 75% of me says he's going to remain in Green Bay. Okay? And I've said that all along. I'm going to remain steadfast. But what has driven me nuts is the walking of the tightrope to milk it for all that it's worth. So I, I, I don't know what exactly is going to happen. But um, but we're going, to, uh, we're going to find out shortly, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers. But, I, I, you know, I mean, it, it's... 
You can end all the speculation simply by coming out and making a statement of some type, leaning more towards one or the other. It's ultimately going to come down to money. We all know that. But when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and his ability to play in Green Bay, while he holds a lot of the cards as to what he wants to do and who he wants to play with, you know, they've got to f- figure out a way to get it into the uh, the financial system when it comes to the salary cap and such. So that's the reason there's so much talk about against and Russ Ball and those guys doing their job. So we, we will see. But um, Rodgers right now milking uh, the publicity for all that it's worth, not to mention uh, a, a gold corduroy suit <laughs> that he wore on stage last night. Not the best look. And, you know, like uh, Joe Theismann said earlier, you know, he doesn't know if he's getting ready for a Tarzan movie, something he's going to do outside of the realm of football, but we'll have to wait and see. Coming up after the top of the hour here in just two minutes, Eric Kramer is going to be joining us, uh, former NFL quarterback. He'll be here. We'll talk with him, get his thoughts. Got a lot more. Ron Jaworski is going to be here in just a little while as well. Stay tuned. whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live. We are in L.A. at the L.A. Convention Center on Radio Row, getting you ready for Super Bowl 56. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.